Seth Warren sitting here with my good friends, very good friends, very good friends. Seth Reynolds, that's me. You look cute today. Um, and Jack Sturgeon, howdy. You can look better. Anyway, um, I'm just joking. That's a prank. That is a prank. Oh, I was supposed to laugh. Yes. Anyway, we have a. Uh, that's funny. That's the name of the podcast. We have a. Did you know that? It's not. That is the name of our podcast, but I was supposed to laugh. This episode. Yeah, well, I was supposed to laugh. That was that. That is the name of this podcast, but this episode is kind of serious. Is it now? Yes. Toxic friends and slash people. Ooh, toxic okay. Toxic people, toxic friends, all that good shit. Are we ready to get right into it? You want to jump right into it? Rip into some motherfuckers. Um, no names will be will be said today. No, no names. of course not. We will be using some of our own experiences, some of not our own experiences, um, talking about the toxic that is people in our life and how this to get just, rid of this them. This is just our fuck people sometimes episode. Agreed. And we'll we'll try to share our experiences with how we get rid of those people, right? Alrighty, Jack, do you want to start off this episode ripping into some individual's throat, maybe? Not that one. That one's vulnerable. Yeah, mine's, mine's a little injured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I'm probably just going to use pronouns, you know? Z? No, I don't really know how to apply that to any of these people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but coming out of high school, I have very few friends that I went to high school left, and I went to a very small high school. My graduating class was the largest they ever had, and it was 13. I'm having deja vu. Huh. Oh, yeah. It's like you said this before. We've had a jump in the fourth dimension. But yeah. Go on. And I was kind of hoping that a lot of my friends that I had there would last, but you know, I, there was a situation that happened that I, I'm not going to go into huge detail about, but it was a very life-altering situation, and they just it was they, they were gone. Just kind of migrated away. You know, they didn't stick around, and uh, that. They kind of got rid of themselves, but it kind of felt like a necessity. Like the bad situation was, uh, oh yeah, but the like the uh, the bad situation was beneficial for me, you know. And in the long run, it been it ended up being very beneficial for me, you know, especially you know nowadays because I have a friend group now that I know I can rely on, you know, not very judgmental, but you know, critical, and if it comes to, you know, big time flaws, things that they help me out with, you know. And I'm pretty happy for that because if I wouldn't have left that friend group, I would never have migrated to this what I have now. Now, your old friend group, how were they toxic? How were they not to the state that you just said? Like, how are they not where your friends are today? I don't know where they are. I don't really... When, when people leave my life, I don't... No, no, no. Why Why, why are they toxic? Oh. <laughs> I thought you said, where are they, where are they now today? No, no, no. We didn't say that at all. Well, why they're toxic? Well, it was mostly in a way that our group was formed because we were pretty much the largest group at school that we had. and Oh, so you were a popular kid. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> and um, What did we get ourselves into, Seth? He was the uh, third most popular in the group of 13 people. I don't know. It's So you were up there. Yeah. You were the house represent you were the speaker of the house. <laughs> Pretty much. Holy shit. Anyway, go on. I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm just joking. Yeah. But um I don't know. I, I, I assumed leader role of this group, you know? And what does being a leader of your friend group really mean though in like high school and stuff? Yeah. What does that mean? Was like, that, what what did it mean to you at the time? You called the shots. Like, Pretty much. I'm just curious. No, like I mean we all had like leaders in our friend group, but it's just what 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 did that ever mean, you know? <laughs> but, um, and things really got out of hand because we all ended up being in, like, a really bad mental state at the time. And hanging out together just kind of expanded that. 
because we were essentially just surrounding ourselves with almost self-hatred and self-loathing at that point. Some of us were in relationships, but it didn't really matter because a lot of those relationships just perpetuated the self-hatred because they were in the group. So it was just, it was a really bad atmosphere for me. And I love them to death still, you know, but they were just, they were horrible for me. And being in a friend group that doesn't like to move forward, which they they all had big things that they were wanting to do, but they never really... What would they do? They... What do you, I just told like you. like what would they do instead of that? Nothing. They didn't. They didn't. They weren't really, you know, fixed on fixing their mental health. It was just having it, were and they brandishing just, were, it. Were they just hanging it, out? I imagine the uh, yeah. I was gonna say. I imagine like the toxicity because you're like you're someone who's like we we had an episode recently about this uh, about like positivity and kind of mindfulness and it's kind of a thing where if you start if you start to feel yourself progressing like kind of getting to I, I i don't want to sound pompous but like you're kind of getting to the next level you know mm-hmm. and other people are sort of not doing that and you kind of express interest in wanting to help but i they just don't want to do that kind of thing with go on that journey quote unquote with you yeah. then it sort of becomes a thing where it's like it, it, it kind of almost is a toxicity because it's just they're focused on shit that you just you're past that you know yeah. like and I mean, because I wanted uh, the biggest thing for me was being in that atmosphere that was just brooding and just brandishing it rather than fixing it, kind of thing. Because that's pretty much all we talked. It's like about. if all your friends, if you if you guys kind of adopt this like nihilist sort of yeah, that's how it was perspective, and then you sort of go, okay, well, I'm <clears throat> I've found some meaning now. I'm moving on. It's like being around the nihilists is like probably one of the worst things you could do to ki- like because you're just you're keeping yourself held back, yeah. like. And a lot of it was the worst part about it was just it perpetuated my nihilistic behavior. Exactly. Yeah. You go. It's okay because my you know, everybody's like yeah. this, right? Everybody. Like, and you I, are a direct reflection of who the people you have around you. Exactly. Are. Yes, I agree. One hundred percent agree. And I had an. I got an out. It wasn't a good out. That out was another big mistake that I've talked about. And but I've gained a lot from that out. I've definitely relationship. Yeah. Okay. And um. You know, I'm thankful for what happened during that time as well because I was able to learn a lot. Because if I, when I look back at myself during that time, I, I hate it. I hate. And, I, and like I was it. gonna say, I was. Uh, do you ever? Like, do you think they probably look back at you and obviously think, "Oh, he was the to- he's the toxic one," right? Like, it's a perspective thing. Right? I've there was a point where I was working a job where one of them also worked there, and it was kind of awkward. But we did talk. They, the way they talk about it, it's not necessarily that. I was the toxic one, but there was reason for me to leave, you know. It was just because they okay. definitely, they talked, because we had a lot of good times together. I will say that. We did have a lot of fun, you know. But I just, I didn't belong in that group. It's just, it just wasn't for me. We don't click like that. And, of course, that's just because of our pers- different perspectives. Now, how long were you in this group? Um, let's see. Sixth grade to, and then there was a short break in that where I kind of moved around but and then there was it was like fifth grade to sixth grade and then it went from I think it was eighth grade to freshman then sophomore year I moved around then freshman to senior year because I just I kind of came back so seven years yeah long time and um, were they always this way, or did so, did they grow into this? It, it, it just developed because when we were when we were younger, everything <laughs> was just happy. When you're younger, you kind of like you don't pay attention. Of, you're kind of no, not paying no. attention, but you're also just kind of flowing. Like you are in a flow with each other for a while. Like a lot of it's yeah. going to be like as I start to watch this show, everybody else is going to watch that show with me, which will affect my personality in a certain way and affect them because we'll have certain views on things now and certain things that we're laughing at. Um, Overall, you just kind of move hive mindish. You know, you kind of move together as a team without realizing it, and then one of you starts to sort of break off and realize, "Hey, I don't want to be a part of this chain mm-hmm. anymore because I don't like the chain." And then you know, becomes an issue of who's who's at fault. You know, is there anybody at fault? It's like not really. Just kind of, usually, it's just kind of two different clashes of perspective, and you just got to make the decision, like. I think uh, when you have close friends like that, um, some would say sometimes your only friend, you know, um, you know s- s- some of your childhood friends is what I'm trying to get at. 
um, that you guys just grow apart. And they're, it, like you just said. Those are the most no heartbreaking, one, though. Yes. Like, it's not yes. like, because the ones I was going to bring up are like, because I consider toxic friends to be like, kind of people who are sort of fucking you over and like genuinely kind of betraying you and stuff. But like the ones where you just kind of grow apart simply because it's like, no one's fault. Literally, I, this no one's. has happened, or this has happened, or this happened in my life. So now I am just naturally more like this. Or it's literally no one's fault, and that's what sucks that's about what it. Su- it's like there's you nothing. Can't... What do you do? Do you go to them and say, "Let's fix this"? It's like fix what? Like, we can't fix anything. What are you ta- like? What are you talking? You're about? here, and I'm here. We have gone down two separate paths, and yes, like you can look at a phone call as like. A, like a like a pathway to each path, but it's like, what does a phone call do? You know what I'm shit saying? About a phone, it's completely different from yeah. having people in front of you. And and when, for example, if someone goes um to a different uh l- l- like state, um and then I'm still here, you know, does that mean that they grew apart from me, or does it mean I grew apart from them? You know, but I don't really even think that matters. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not and, anyone's fault. It's just yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and back to Jack, I think that maybe you were just at a different... You said that it just wasn't good for you. No. Maybe on some level that they they just had different aspirations and you were trying to do your own thing. Yeah, I mean... And then it just kept, like, conflicting, hitting butting heads, and maybe fights started because of it. Oh, there um, were plenty of arguments. Yeah. But um, it did it did really suck to lose, especially the deep ones, because we had new people come in, you know. We had... And it happened probably two or three times. But the ones that I was deep with there, it really sucked losing them. You know, it, it, it was definitely. Now, are they lost or do you think you'll ever rekindle anything? Or is it you just, you're not, it's not worth it? When, well, as I said, when people are out of my life, I don't like to let things back in that didn't work. Well, you're young. They were young. Yeah. I mean. It, There's we, a reason you guys were friends in the first place. Yeah. But when you're kids, you can really be friends with anybody. And that's what I really like about kids. You know, they can re- they can be friends with anybody. It doesn't matter what they look like. There's no there's no like there's no weird kids in no. your classes until you get to around a level of puberty, right? Where people start yeah and making judgments and and are being affected by how they're being raised or what their parents are saying yeah, and, and shit like that. Nobody nobody gives a shit when you're when you're you know four to nine. You're friends with anybody. If they'll talk to you, they're your friend. That's just how it works. It's not hard to make friends. It wasn't even a cognitive, like, it's not like you go, I'm going to go make friends with this person. You just start talking to somebody and then you become best friends like that. It's, I mean, same. it's like a Forrest Gump and Jenny, even though we don't like Jenny. But they just sat down together and boom, there it was. That's just how it happens. And that was how it was with us. But we just, there's no connection there now because we're not kids anymore. We understand the differences. It just doesn't work. Now, did you guys grow apart or was it? an instance that was was like a like a straw that broke the camel's back that that's what it was and it was yeah it was tough it was a it was a tough situation see i kind of reveals everybody's true colors and it's like okay now i know we can't make this work good and that's why you know loyalty to me is more than anything you know more because i forget who said it but it said loyalty is more important than love or hatred because you can love me and not be loyal to me but you can hate me or love me and still be loyal you know that's what i like yeah so now i've had i've had it both ways i've had the straw that broke the camel's back i've had that um but then i've also had the moments of where like like slow over years you'll notice you start kind of slightly and and that's kind of heartbreaking because i feel like that kind of implies like it's someone you really want to make it work with, like. Yep. And so, like, you're you're kind of like, but you'll note you you're noticing like, oh, I'm. We're not agreeing on the same things, or we're not laughing at the same stuff anymore. We're not Dude, like that. Yep. Yeah. What you're and saying you're just is, kinda, you're kind of like, here it comes, like you know, unless some random thing causes us to have a nice reconnection somewhere, like mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> And you can't be afraid of losing your friends. Like, you, you just can't. cannot fucking And be. if you are, like, you're just going to be stuck in the same place yeah. uh, forever. And you're going to go down their path, live in their own movie. Like, think of it like this, a movie. Your life's a movie. Are you living 
as supporting cast, or are you the main character in your fucking movie? Exactly. You kind of have to realize that you are the main character in your own movie, and that it's okay to feel that way because everybody sees themselves as the main character in their own movie. Um, and you can't. It's not like you have to villainize these people necessarily, but you just kind of have to go like, okay, well, if they don't want to have anything to do with me, then they're you know, they're missing out. Like, yeah, I'm the main character, you know, like, like, that's just, that's just the way you have to, you can't be hating yourself, you, you get know, rid going, of oh, me. there was something, I must have done something like, you get rid be of that, reflective, but don't constantly hate yourself about it. You get rid of that one person that doesn't like you for you, then you'll find someone new who does like you for you. Well, and you start and to realize, you start to realize like, oh, I hold myself back a lot because like this friend that I, that I really care about, I don't want to like say something that'll make them mad or make them hate me, you know, like, and then when you don't have them around anymore, you're like, oh, wow, I can say that shit because I'm not worried about what they're going to say to me or whatever, like, like, which you shouldn't be worried about what people think about you either way, but I mean, that's just the truth of things, like, we do think about that kind of stuff. Uh, continue. <laughs> do you see it as a waste of your time? No. Absolutely, you wouldn't. Not. You wouldn't change a thing. I would. I wouldn't change a single thing about my life, because everything that I've done, I've learned and mm. figured it out. You know, that's all. My mistakes are equally important to me as all my advances. That's how I view it. Agreed. You know, and the whole point of coming to terms with things and being over things and being able to cope with things is the fact that the law of nature is lack of permanence. Nothing is here forever. One of us could be here today and gone tomorrow. We would. There's. You got to be prepared. You got to be able to cope with that, because if you can't, you won't be able to move. You won't be able to move forward. You know, like if you have a bad breakup, saying you're never going to find love again, you're never going to be in a relationship, is a horrible way to be. You know, humans are designed to have companions. We're designed to be social creatures. Maybe not on a mass standpoint that we have today, which we talked about a little bit, but it is very important to us because we are community-based animals. That's how we were. That's how we always are. That's how we still are. And I think that's why we value communication a lot today. It's almost it's almost a natural instinct to not want anyone to leave your community. Mm -hmm. And that means you have a weaker community. Yeah. I mean, it's all about – I mean, having a deep circle of friends that you trust is very important. Being able to talk to people about things it's is the, very important. Every, everybody says it, but I would much rather have the deep – five friends that are I really, really know me and I really know them rather than and like 30. 130, yeah. you and know. Like. You know what I've really noticed a big trend is? The people, the friends that you have that are deep but you're growing apart from, you know, like what we're talking about, are the people that you want to be able to talk about personal things with but you know you can't. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've found, a common trend in those kind of Because when you start talking about personal things, it's like you start pulling out those, well, no, I don't I don't feel that way, bro, yeah. or I don't, not that way. No, you're wrong. Like I hate when they just be like, I don't know. Like, dude, how do you not know? I just asked you a question about you. Yeah. Like, can, can we not talk about this? And, like, when you can't talk about it, like, what the fuck? Like, this kind of, that's like, I consider that a toxicity personally. Yeah. Like, not... 100% not being able to reflect on yourself and it's it's actually such a unbelievably common thing and I think a lot of and I think also a lot of people who th- think they're self-reflective are not self-reflective enough like oh I'm you know I, I think a lot of people grasp onto of course like I don't want to get political but political ideologies and shit on both sides as like a thing of I don't know anything about myself, so I have to join this political side, or I am of, of this religion, or I am of. They grasp at other things outside of. Who are you? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, Democratic, Republican from, this place of this sexuality. And of, no offense, I don't give a shit. It's, Who, well, like, like it's it's. It tells me physical things about you, but I don't know anything about you as a person as a result of that. Like, what what can what can what can you tell me about yourself, Seth Drannis? Well, yeah. okay, well, I uh, my number one moral is honesty and authenticity, go, and yeah. I believe everybody should. Uh, that, you know, that, now that's the shit that I'm matters. An, I'm an artist because I've spent a lot of my life trying to understand emotion, and I think it's interesting, and I think it's a powerful <laughs> thing that moves people, and I want to be able to move people as well in the same ways that I've been moved by other art. Like I can go on and on and on talking about myself and stuff, but like. 
it's because I know who I am, and I don't think a lot of people know who they are, and that and, and that slows them down a lot. And I've over time learned to view this as just again, it's a toxicity, and I don't think it's anyone's fault because a lot of it's just kind of you don't really realize this kind of stuff until a certain point in your life or until certain enough things happen where you start to question, you know, who you are, why am I doing this, etc. Like, um. But if they're not at that point, you know, it's just kind of like I'm, you know, I'm just I'm on to bigger things, in my own opinion, you know, and I can't I can't be staying back worried about like, no 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 this no 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 that like, too many people want to argue about that kind of stuff, and I'm like that doesn't actually say anything about us like, I what I what I really like in a friend anybody that I will consider deep is transparency and personality. You know, like nothing, because like a lot of people's personality is just layered with superficial things, like, you know, like ideologies that they believe in. But I like seeing something in its raw form. I like seeing like what it is for what it is. Not I for realized, what it I in. realized that that's why I have this odd fascination with like cringe compilations and stuff, mm-hmm. and not in like a humorous. I mean, like sometimes you do laugh if something silly happens, but like what you're watching is someone who's being one hundred percent raw in front of you and they have no inhibition about whatever it is and that's why we kind of go i think to cringe is almost like an insecurity in yourself you're like you're going like you're seeing someone who's unbelievably comfortable with expressing themselves and you're kind of going i don't have that that's weird like that's when see I still have some of those people in my life that when i say something they're like oh that's cringy i'm just like Well, like cringe, and also, I have a personal fucking anger about a any kind of when you get passionate about something, and it's just kind of blown off as cringe, or or people kind of like, like you'd be surprised how often I'll just get like really into either like talking about something I'm working on or something I learned or whatever. Squirt, bionicle, squish, squish. Damn it, Jesus Christ. I so bad wanted to be well, called and, squirt, and, and I don't. Now I do too. Uh, but the the see now you, you're distracted. No, so you were saying um, you you were getting angry at people. It's about the cringe, and it's not like I'm sitting here trying to talk about myself like crazy or anything. But if I start like, I'll talk to someone about my cartoon or whatever, and they're kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird or something. It's like. Oh, you're, it's, these bugs are having sex. That's weird. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) That's funny to me, man. It's funny. It's real. People, I'm basing this off of real life. People have sex, you know? Yeah, bugs do too. I chose to depict it through bugs. Who gives a fuck? You ever seen two dragonflies just flying in the air? Yes. They're fucking, dude. We did, yeah. They're, 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 well, bugs just connect their asses and that's all they got to do. But, um, any kind of just, I've just noticed any kind of, like, even just, like, I've mentioned before, pulling out a fucking, Bionicle and playing with that on the bus and someone yeah. going like, "What the fuck? Why are you playing?" It's like, I just fucking. Why do you give a shit if I like Bionicles? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. who gives a who gives a fuck? Like that shit. Playing with that shit inspired me more than this motherfucker. Like, what are you? Who who the fuck are you? What are you doing? Like, yeah, I know awesome. who I am. I'm comfortable with it. Like, yeah, a lot of times, and that kind of brings up what I wanted to say. Like, toxic friends will like to get involved in your life and change things around because they want you to be like them. They want to control you. Yeah, they want to like they want you to listen to their music. They want you to watch their shows because they want to talk to you about what they want to talk about. And that comes in, you know, like, hey, what the fuck are you doing playing with Bionicles? Is that toxic or is it like so? So if it's there's just a, there's a level to it. There's, so there's a difference. Like, if it's not, if it's both ways, it's not. But if it's just one way, yes. Okay, well, I got it's you. like if I'm going. Listen to this album. Watch this show. Uh, check this show out. And then and, I do the same thing. Me, so, and I'm, I'm just I'm yeah. not yeah, looking that, at any yeah. like. I don't think I've had like, anybody I don't like give that. A fuck. Like I have. It's un. It's really sucks. I think I like think I've person. I think I've been the on the other end of that. Like being the the one that doesn't listen to things and being like, oh, check this song out. But like, you know, again, it's just that was a different perspective I had in, at the time. You know, like I don't like okay, well, I'll listen to it if I get the free. You know, I don't realize that this is someone. You know, they're going, hey, this is something I'm expressing myself and I'm putting this out to you, and it's kind of like okay, yeah, like 
it, I would feel bad if they didn't listen to mine, so I need to listen to theirs kind of thing. And you learn, well, me, and, that, and you grow, but, like, you know. Well, for me, it's something you were saying before you got sidetracked the other time. You were talking about, like, what it sucks when you're talking, when you get really passionate about something, that you're talking about something that you really care about, and then they're just like, oh, what the fuck? But they expect you to care about what they say. Yeah, and then they're, like, talking, and, and, and it's always some innate shit that doesn't matter yeah. either. It's always just some, so-and-so said this, and so-and-so said, who fucking cares? You're talking about high school. Guess what? The second you leave high school... None of that shit matters. Yeah. Y'all forget about it because you don't. Need, you're not going to see most of these people again. Like, mm-hmm. and I think the people I see out of high school now are the people I wanted to see while I was in high school. I have so much more regret for things I didn't do because I cared about the opinions of people in fucking high school. Yes, oh, yeah. dude. The freshman through junior year. Well, we have a whole another episode of school coming up, so we'll I'll, I'll just that. leave that we'll there. Get to that. But high school is just full of toxicity and toxic people. And Full it's just, of it. it. Well, like, again, I don't want to get into the school talk, but school, but just very generalized, school is one of the worst places, like, in, t- in terms of making someone a piece of shit, school will make someone into a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. The public school system and everything encompassing it will I turn think, someone into a piece of shit. And I kind of just... shittier and shittier people as a result. Like, I kind of just realized this, that we're all toxic. It's just... What kind of toxic fits with the right it's, other That's toxic. exactly what it is. It's it's you kind of go where does because someone else will see me as toxic for some reason, and it's like I can't I can't sit around and worry about that kind of like you know I'll I learn and I'll learn and I want to I'm open to hearing perspectives and stuff, but again at the end of the day you can only tell people stuff so much, and this is speaking some other toxic friend stuff I can get into. You can only tell yeah. people things so much, they don't want to. They're not going to listen until they've experienced it as well, you know. And if anything, you trying to tell them is just making it harder like, for them to accept it. Like, I mean, we, we've already heard Jack's example of toxic friends. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go into yours? It's I'm, it's hard for me to wrap up. At the time, it was a much more... This was like twenty. This was 2015, right around the time I had just gotten out of a high school, six months into college or so. And, I t- and this was such a big moment in my life and I still don't even know if the people that were involved they'll know when they when they listen to the podcast but they I still don't even know if they realize how big it was for me but um it's kind of and I and I've advised people ever since then like when you when you get out of like high school and stuff any friends that you make like be wary cuz all their fucking because they're because we're all going through this weird. I want to be different now. I want to be because now I'm going to college, right? And I've, I've got this big. I've got a new confidence. I've got a newfound blah blah blah. And after about six months, they go right back to whoever they actually are deep down, right? And then that usually catches people off guard because some people just put forth like a, "Hey, I'm this big, cool, cocky, confident guy because I'm in college now," you know. And then you start to meet them, and they're just a bigger baby than you are, Bitch. like. Yeah, you know, like, seriously. Um, But getting distracted, about 2015 or so, um, I had this really good friend group of mine, right? It was me and five of my other guys, and it was kind of just, we had just started, like, like driving together and stuff. We'd been hanging out since about junior, sophomore year and stuff. A few of them longer than that. Uh, and we were just a tight group. We just, every day, like, after school, some combination of us was hanging out. And we'd always hang out. We'd go to, like, Chick-fil-A or something. Go fuck around at Target and Walmart because there's not anything to fucking do in Mount Juliet anymore. <laughs> uh, except go to shopping malls. Um, and we just tight. Like, we just, we'd hang out till 4 in the morning, you know? Like, those those kinds of friends groups. I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But we started introducing some new people here and there you know and sometimes they'd stick around sometimes they sometimes they just kind of be here and there show up and visit and stuff and uh this one girl right who i who i had actually been talking to as a friend like non-romantically right at like lunch and stuff we just kind of grown close we were really similar and, and all that and she'd mentioned something about not really having any friends i said okay you can I, come hang out with us or whatever right uh, and so it, she comes along and starts, it, 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 I don't even know where to go. It's, it's fine for, for, for a few months. 
and then things just kind of start acting like weird, right? So one of my friends who will go unnamed, we will just call him uh, Turd. Well, I mean, we're better. Blake. We're a bit better now, but I'll just... Blake? I'll just call him Dude. Um, Dude is... He's in a really low point in his life. He's a little bit older than I am, and he's just... Hates his job, hates where he's at. He's sad all the time, you know, just kind of plays video games all day. And we talk about it here and there. And we're, we're spending the night at a... I'll say Dylan is part of the friend group. Like, okay. And that's okay. Like, he won't mind that. Uh, Dylan, who was on the podcast before. Dylan's like the least toxic person He I've is like met. the least po- toxic. He, he was not involved in any of the actual toxicity. In fact, he was the only person that reached out to me. Uh, love shout you, out to fucking Love Dylan. you, Dylan. He's been on the episode before. Love yeah. him. Uh, also one of the homie. funniest people on the What do you mean? <laughs> You're up there too? What are you no, doing? I was mocking Dylan. Uh, oh, so... Um, so we're at Dylan's house and we're in like a separate, we're in like guest room, like spending the night there and we're just kind of shooting the shit talking. He's talking about his, his life and all that. And I'm just kind of throwing some stuff out there. I'm like, well, you know, maybe, maybe stick with a job, you know, don't, don't quit after three days when a manager says something that kind of makes you a little mad and you decide you've got to have a big pride. I didn't word it like this, but like you got to have a big pride fit and run out you know i'm wording it carefully like you know maybe just here's some advice like like because i want to i want to fucking help you because you're you're a friend of mine you're a friend of mine and all that um and I, every once in a while i'd kind of just drop a little bit of that on him i'm like well you know blah 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 like it's kind of like i'm trying to be like a mindfulness like well remember you're you've you've quit five jobs this month like maybe your managers aren't all assholes maybe you just need to have some patience or maybe you need to Lighten up a bit. Get some, or like... self-reflect. Self-reflect, again, yeah. But, so, this is kind of going on while this dudette, this girl, um, is, is joining in on the group. And she's fine. Like, we're... She's cool. She's ju- just like one of the guys, you know? Uh, and... Is she cute? <sighs> just curious. I'll plead the fifth on that one, okay. just in case anyone's listening. But uh, that means we got a lot of. <laughs> I, I don't need to go into that. Don't need okay. to go into that. That's okay. a okay. that is a okay. fucking encyclopedia to open. But which letter? So B. No, well, like, keep it. Now this is all non-romantic shit right now. Okay. okay? So sorry. I'm go ahead for now for for me at least. So I just brought her in because I was like, fuck, she needs fucking friends and i just and i she's cool so fuck it be, be friends Bef- with before us. you go on yeah I, I, right now i'm already seeing two people reaching out to you you see what i'm saying like one is one is having trouble with the job and like down with himself and the other one's like down with herself and like looking reaching out so like you're in the middle right now but I, and i recognized both of that and i wanted to be a good person and, and and try to and try to help and be genuine and not just and not just not tell dude okay everything's gonna be okay like be like, well, here's some, you know, you probably need to get some of your shit together. That's just the truth, you know, like, and whole other conversation about people not, not liking honesty and authenticity, you know, because that's the same kind of shit people would say behind his back. And it's I the like, same conversation. It's toxic. It's yeah. It's anyway. So me and girl hang out a lot, right? Like just on our own, just shooting the shit and stuff. And, uh. Dude starts, I can tell he's acting jealous of me. I'm like, oh no, it's it's starting to happen, right? Girl joins friend group and jealousy ensues, right? Like, I as soon as I recognized it, I was like, oh God. Like, like and I don't want to say like, I don't want to say, like, I know every fucking pseudo-intellectual hippie fucking white guy says this, but... I consider myself an empath. Like, I can sense emotion very easily, and I could tell the more and more I would come to the hang out with everybody, I felt less welcomed. Like, more and more just people don't, like, they don't want me here. And, I and like, they just react weird or they try to... There was one point I remember one of my friends tried to say something to make me mad, and I just pretended I didn't hear it, and everybody was kind of giggling behind me. Like... I'm like, what? They're j- you're just trying to make me look like an idiot? Like, what? What's going on? Like, like I don't, I don't understand. So, before anything, before there was, I should also preface. 
dude at this point has exploded on two other guys in our friend group and caused them to leave and never come back to the friend group. And I don't, like, really see them ever again. And it was cases of, again, just misunderstanding, miss, like, like, like we could have just said something to them instead of you exploding and making them feel bad and look stupid and not wanting to come back. So there was also some, there was some anger from me and I had made that clear. Like I, I'd been like, I don't think you're handling this well. Like you're acting like a child in all these different aspects of life. Um, so I could tell he's starting to get jealous and then people in the group are just don't want me around and I can tell. And at this point I'm like, I started making a lot better like art school friends and people who were also doing things that I wanted to be a part of and we were making cartoons together and shit. So I was like... Fuck these guys. Like, I don't need this shit, right? So I go, I go off and I just let them, I go, they're, they're doing their thing, right? Um, and then about three-ish months later or so, I get a message from good old Dylan and he says, Seth, you need to come back. The group sucks now. And it's like, immediately I kind of light up because I'm like, oh, does it now? <laughs> like, uh, I go and have a talk with him that night and I will never, that, I will never Dylan forget. Dylan or dude? Dylan. Okay. I will never forget that night because it still echoes through my memory as the most angry I've ever been when he just kind of starts sitting me down and telling me, Everything that dude has been saying about me behind my back and all the assumptions, like he's basing everything off the assumption of Seth is a know-it-all trying to tell me how to run my life. And, and Because that's what I was trying to and do. And he's using the jealousy of the girl. To, I'm toxic and I'm trying to control him. Oh, and then she comes in because uh, they were flirting with each other that entire time. And she was hiding that from me. And he was hiding that from me. They were hiding it from the whole group. So he was getting jealous. She was letting him get jealous and letting that happen. And he would shit talk me behind my back. She would not back up anything that was going on. I think Seth's trying to hit on her and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I think, I think he is. Even though I had already talked to her about it, of course. Uh... And Dylan's just revealing all this to me and showing me, like, Facebook messages. Like, he's showing me all the receipts I needed, I needed to see, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm actually, like, literally. I see it. I, you can see it in me right now. Just, I will seriously never fucking forget that moment of just, like, because it built me, it built me so much in, in a negative way and just, like, ever since then I've had that hyper-awareness of, like, and my being shit talked, you know, like and like like if someone is doing any of that, I'm fucking already. I know before before anyone else, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it added a certain level of anxiety to me, but it also added a certain level of reflection because you know I'm like, not necessarily because I was trying to be bad, but like I'm sitting here kind of going, how the fuck did he misinterpret my my like? I'm trying to help him. I'm trying to be his friend. I'm trying to get him to a better part of his life, how did he take it the wrong way? Like, end of the day, basically came to the conclusion, okay, he's a fucking child. Like, you know, but, but, that was, that's like the, one of the first, I think, real examples of going, oh my, like, fucking God, like, this is just, like, genuine manipulate, like, like, he was an asshole, right? He was a childlike asshole and projected a lot of shit onto me even though I'm trying to be good and help him. And she was being manipulative and like not 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 honest or authentic with with the rest of the guys cuz she she you have to understand, we had been hanging out a lot to make this dude fucking jealous and we were we were having really good genuine connecting conversations with each other about stuff like she knew who I was. And the fact that she didn't stand up for me Care. and just let him fucking say those things was like it fucking hurt, you know? Like mm -hmm. and it wasn't even and it and it, it, it wasn't even a fucking romantic like 
I wasn't trying to get with her. I was just kind of like, fuck, like, it's nice to have some female perspective in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, fucking hell. Yeah, man. Um, Of course, it's a jealousy thing. Like, he's like, and and they're not telling us that they're becoming a thing, and he's telling me that, like, what are you doing? Was you and trying to hit on her? It's like what? So what if I was? I, I had no fucking idea you were trying to make a move. If you're my friend, if I had known that, I would have like. I probably wouldn't have even hung out with her that much if I'd known that. Like Christ. Just, just out of curiosity, are they together now? <sighs> yes, but that is another fucking. That's good. <laughs> massive encyclopedia to. Good, to good go for them. Through. That's all I gotta say. Good for them. They deserve each other, huh? Oh. Don't make me don't make me cry on the podcast, bro. You're good, bro. Yeah, <laughs> this is therapy today, man. This is therapy. This is Hell therapy. Yeah. Um, well, you got. I won't get into that one. That's good. too. That's too current and real and and ah fucked. Yeah. Oops. I opened up Pandora's box. That's fine. Jack. It's okay. It's okay. Well, you know, being being present in the moment is sometimes a really hard thing to do. And it's okay to cry too. I think so. I mean, he's not he's not crying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And if you were, I've got the blood rushing more from the anger, remembering I everything that I am. And know. I think those type of I've people. I've accepted everything else. Yeah, <laughs> those type of people are not worth it. I don't think, in my in my opinion. And those fake ass people, the ones that talk behind your back, man, I've had so many of those people in my life. They're just like, they're well, not it's like worth you almost, my time. And, and like, I'm a naturally a very like shame filled person, and just like I don't. I don't like, if it makes sense, when I feel good, I immediately can't feel good because I, obviously, if I'm feeling good, that means I'm doing something bad, right? Like, so, when someone, when I'm having people, like, shit talk me behind my back, my immediate thought is, what if they're right? Like, there's, they have to have a reason for perceiving things like this. Like, I, like, and, and not to, like... Nowadays, it's more of a healthy thing. I think it's important to at least have that self-awareness of, like, I could be wrong. They could be in the right, but I think if you know yourself well enough, you it's it's not a battle you need to have. Like for me, when I quote unquote got rid of my friends, which like Jack, the opposite of Jack actually, uh, when he gets rid of people in his life or not get rid, they just whatever whatever happened for them not to be in his life anymore. He doesn't go back. Um, we have made I, me and the me and these people. Have made up, by the way. Okay, so Good just for you. just throwing that out there. Like, and I kind of try to rekindle it, like, cause I used to want to be friends with everyone so bad. You can't. <laughs> and <laughs> just... like, my personality, especially, I can't. There's no way. I'm too. What's I, the... I say this. I say this as your coworker and yeah, your and everything. Say it truth. It's it, no. It's it's. There are way too many people that would fucking hate you, like like Facts. like like you would you would with with and some with some and I say that because there are moments when I genuinely want to just hate fucking me. yep understand leap onto your goddamn face and rip and just start ripping at you. I swear to fucking god, like. But I think that's a great dynamic to have. I actually I think it's, I think it's beautiful. I think it's actually fucking beautiful. Like, you just you know me that well to get under my skin. I mean. I get under everybody. It, listen, I don't know. I th- this is the toxic part of me, right? If I was less mindful, I'd hate the fucking shit out of you. If that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. What, wait. Okay. I'm confused now. What? What? Less mindful. If I was that? lower, if I was further back with my toxic friends, I would just hate you. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people do hate me. It's fine, you know. And I'm working on it because it is a flaw of mine. That I don't, that I I don't think enough people hate me. I think. I think if you have people hating you, that means you're standing up for something and standing up for what you believe oh, in. Oh, dude, I, if you know, I speak my mind. Like, I put my heart on the sleeve, but not really. What's yeah. the words? Is that no, what it no, is? Yeah, you put your heart on your sleeve. There you go. Um, but just if I have a thought, I'm going to say it, and it's usually... I'm trying to get more comfortable with that, yeah. It's usually negative, and <laughs> I mean, let's just... I mean, it usually, like, it's... Well, those are the things that need to be said. Every, if you have a positive thought, anyone's going to say that. Mm-hmm. I say I say 100% of the positive thoughts I had because I want to share them. I say probably 5% of the negative thoughts I had, you know? so And being negative isn't always being toxic. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's I, yeah. made a, because... I, I actually made a tweet about this the other day. I said I think it's actually being able to embrace your negative and, like, 
like if you're able to go okay on like I said listening to sad music uh before if 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 I listen to sad music and I go you know what I'm in a shit mood today and I am sad I'm just going to I'm not going to fight I'm not going to sit here and go I'm not sad I'm stoic and I'm blah I'm just going to go you know what I'm sad I'm going to listen to my music if I fucking cry I fucking cry and it you let it out and it and you sit up and you're like all right, ready to take on the, the next day. Like, Crying alone is amazing. Might I put that? Welcome out to the now. "You Were Supposed to Cry" podcast. And I will say this: a lot of times with people, they think that negativity is really negativity. When often to them, negativity is well, just disguised as realism. It's a perception of again, like my dude was perceiving me trying to help him as trying to tell him how to run his life. Yeah. I think just about. I think literally just about everything in life can be looked at from a good or a bad perspective depending on where you're at in it. Mm -hmm. I like it's it's I personally haven't really found anything lately that doesn't have some kind of switch. Now sometimes it's crazy ridiculous. You'd have to be crazy mindful to feel that way, but the fact that Diogenes exists. Uh go look up Diogenes the Cynic or stay tuned for our future philosopher episode if you were yeah. supposed to laugh. Couple it's weeks be away. Wonderful. Um, so your your uh, your two's example, um, more extreme than mine. I I I, I try and it doesn't. No, it's it's not a it's not a contest of what's more extreme. If it right. affects you, it affects you. Um, this you know yeah he's gonna know who he is. Um, I would consider him my. Do you think he listens to this podcast? He could, yeah, but it's fine. Um, you know, just out of it is what it is. Like it's not his fault. It's not my fault. It is what it is. Um, you know, and he's 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 one of my closest friends ever. You know, and mm -hmm. um, he uh, he's you know off to college doing great things. You know, yeah. And that I think that's just what drives us apart is that he's living a completely different lifestyle than me. You know, I'm sitting here. Um, and I'm not saying which one's better because, you know, it is perspective is huge in this, you know. Um, but, you know, I would prefer to be where I'm at than where he's at, you know. And I feel like he sometimes um, puts himself above people. Um, and that in itself is just toxic right there. And, you know, he's always... Um, is calling someone toxic putting yourself above them? Um... No, because I know I'm toxic too. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all. That's all you need. Yeah, I just just told y'all how I'm toxic. You know, I'm I'm the guy who's like always speaking my mind, and if if it's if it's fucking what I think of you, you're gonna know what I think of you, and I think that's in itself fucking toxic. You know. Mm. Well, no, I, it, well like, like like again, it's perception because I don't consider. I'd rather someone be that authentic. I'd rather mm. someone go. I'd rather someone, as soon as they see me and think I'm a piece of shit, go, "You're a fucking piece of shit." Like, I'd, I would, I would be so intimidated. I, like, I'd just, all right. Like, I'd, I'd actually kind of want to shake their hand. I'd be yeah. like, "I respect that. Thank you." Like, yeah. I'll, I'll take this into consideration. What do you hate about me? Like, I'm actually like, like, give me a review. Like, <laughs> and 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 this dude's personality, um, has always been like this, right? Like, where and that's that's just him. Right, mm -hmm. and um, I used, we used to hang out every freaking day, um, and you know that's just his personality and my personality is this way. Um, we we would butt heads nonstop, um, which in my I used to think that if you argue with someone that means you love them, and I still do. Um, but there's a difference. There's a difference when it's um, as toxic as it started to get. And I think it's just because he's at a different place and I'm at a different place. You know, that, that, that little, um, that combo that we had, whatever that, that dynamic that we were having, um, never changed. Just the places we were at changed. He was, he's, 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 you know, living it up at a party life and I'm over here not living it up at a party life and the, the party life changes people, you know, and I, maybe I've changed. I probably have changed hundred percent. I think I've changed. For the better or the worse, I have no clue. We'll, we'll, in time, will tell. Um, but I think that just from us being two separate places, you know, we're at different levels, whether it's higher or lower, you know, 
we just it's we, like it's, we so, gradually so, so, grew apart so far apart that it's just it's not even worth like trying to compare kind of thing yeah and you know it, it, not this, that you should compare this is the anyway, most cliche saying cliche saying of all time if you love someone let you let, let them go I agree and if they come back that means it's it's meant to, you know that, that friendship's meant to be forever you know what I'm saying yeah. and I had a similar person Azel who we split apart because we were at a different level. He's at a higher level than me. He's living up in L.A., you know? And um, he came back. You know what I'm saying? And it was the tough... I cried the day he left. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so emotional. Like, I'm like, dude, my best friend ever is leaving. And him leaving, just that sadness all spewed out. Because I had, um, a, I had a moment like, sorry, go ahead. I don't need, I don't need to interject with that. You can. Um, I had a moment of that with the with the dude, one of those friends that he kind of got to leave. He ended up moving to Nevada after that. Like, man, and I'm sure he's listening. Hey, he listens to these, I think. <laughs> dude, and moving to a whole other state, I'm like, dude, it's over. Like, you know, but with Azel, it's never over, and I don't know why it's never over. It's just we both want to reach out to each other, and it's just like he came back and surprised me. Jack helped him surprise us in this fucking room. I was going to bring that up. And, dude, that moment in itself, I tried so hard not to cry happy tears. Like, it's just like that was a moment where I knew, like, holy damn, this is what true friendship is. And it's not – me and Azel's had our toxic moments, and every friendship was going to have their toxic moments. It's just depending on the type of toxic toxicity and what works. And I think me and Azel, we've almost both – completely dropped each other because of how the fights that we've gotten in and i'm so glad we didn't you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. that 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 friendship has shown me what other friendships should look like yeah simple as that and th i think he filmed your reaction oh my god here's because here's the thing i pull up and i'm like seth i want to show you something i brought to the podcast room for a decoration he's like i don't really care give me i like was watching minutes. a 40 minute video and i was really into it and i was like dude I it has like 40 minutes left <laughs> let me watch it and then we and can it, show me he's sitting in here in the dark mm -hmm. <laughs> and then i'm like just come on and he's like it better be good and he walks in there he turns on the lights he's, he just he's just, and then he turns he just walks away <laughs> i didn't know what to do and I had so much emotion built up because I'm an actor, right? I have yeah, the emotions yeah, yeah. on the on the peak of all times. You know what I'm saying? That's what an actor does. All right. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. And when they all spewed out, I was like, "Oh, do I hide them? What do I do?" And my first let instinct was, let, let, "Let's go to Demas's." Let's what? Let's go, let's to, go to Demas's. So and cry there yeah. instead. <laughs> no, I, I I ate and then food yeah. to hide my feelings. <laughs> so love that dude, I like man. the self-awareness yeah. and he's also the person that we went to the Grand Canyon with mm -hmm. don't mention that oh the bad trip <laughs> I mean a, it was, was great it was the best trip of my life I mean the one with the bunch of fighting and yeah. arguing yeah that trip <laughs> I wouldn't change a single thing about it anyway alright this has been a good episode man love it it's been wonderful uh, I guess I was kind of I actually wanted to say because you, you inspired me with that I said since we normally end things with like a recommendation or whatever mm -hmm. how about instead since we've been talking about toxic friends this whole time how about we share a story about something that your friends did for you that okay. made you really emotional and felt nice? And I mean that that can count, I guess, unless you want to come up with something else. Mm, I think. Do you have Do you have something off your head you can um, start with? I think I've talked about it before, but I I, I felt very Dr Pepper. Yes, yeah, there <laughs> I was gonna say like like that's that's cool. Like like it's it's to be able to come home to that and just be like, I just I'm just I'm not used to people like this sounds so fucking sad to say but i'm not used to doing people for people doing nice things for me and complimenting me and stuff so like just knowing that someone gave enough of a shit to like do that it's like it's something about me but and then it's also like it's also utilitarian it's not just emotionally like happy it's also utilitarian because now i don't have to buy any dr pepper which Y'all know me well enough to know that I will appreciate the extra utilitarian effort, which will make me emotionally feel even happier. Like, circles around on itself. Uh, Do you know your love language? Do you know that? I kind of think I'm oh, a yeah. bit of all of them, oh, personally. Yeah. I, I like... I, this is off topic, I'm but very, I'm just curious. Very, no, no, but yeah, I'm, I'm very... I don't know my... Uh, I think it's, I think me, it's, I think for me, it's words of affirmation are the biggest, like, you need to constantly tell me that, like. What's the things one? The, the one that if you gifts, give. Yeah. The, yeah, the gift. I thought you were going in a direction where. No, no not, way. not at all, actually. This was more like, this, that, that was different. I was actually, what I was just about to get into, I was going to bring up a, a second part was like, just 
like compliments I've gotten that really like uh, oh that's what I was gonna say struck yeah. something with me like like uh, what was well not compliments but Chris said, Chris said something to me the other day the work Chris yeah okay cool it was he has way with words well, man he's he's one of the most articulate maybe most intelligent men I've met and I've only known him for like a pretty short time but just every time I talked to him I told him I said you, I said you constantly like like I'm a pretty smart guy people don't really go over my head or or like get me sometimes and I just I he goes over my head and I'll just like every time he does I'm like fuck dude like you get something you I go over it. your head a lot he um, said you do but in a different way I'm just kidding um Someone told me, someone told me one time. She said it was actually, it was actually a girl from the story. She said I was a very good uh, looking person. I wish. Uh, she she said uh, you're a very good storyteller, right? Yeah, because fuck, oh, yeah. fuck the actual compliment. I want you to tell me how good looking I am. You know what I'm saying? No, but like, well, like it's it's one thing to say you look cute or whatever, but to be like like. Oh yeah, that, I, that well, is like, true. And yeah. like nowadays, I'm I like I consider myself a bit more like I do a lot of kind of writing now. I do a lot of storytelling on the podcast, and people like listening to me speak. But before, I don't know. Before she said that to me, I had never. It, it was like she went. She went. I recognize this subtle effort that you put in to make things entertaining, and I was just like, oh, someone sees that. Like it's like what the compliments I like are the things that are. Looking through the 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 main thing and seeing something else, you know, like inside, you know, like you're a storyteller. Chris said something. I don't remember what the fuck it was. And then another one of my friends, he said, "You you, Seth, you have a very traditional sense of humor. I like that." And I was just like, "Thank you. Like you get me. You actually get me." Like, <laughs> All right. you got anything that sticks out to you, Jack? Of course. Anytime, anytime I get a compliment on the podcast. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's, like, it's right. always nice. They heard me like speaking. Like anytime anybody says they like, Cam what said, I, yeah. "I fuck with your aura," and yeah. I was like, <laughs> "I like." I was like, "Dude, no one's ever told me that before." I like that. Like, at least they give you guys compliments. They don't give me any compliments. Well, they apparently like the com the podcast. So, oh yeah, they like you two on the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. Um, now I'm not big on gifts. I'll give gifts. I like to give big gifts. I like to I like to overdo it because I like to. Show. I'm a gift giver. I'm not much of a receiver. Though. When I when I show when I like to really show my love for somebody, I'll give them like, okay, well here's a three thousand dollar guitar. Hey, oh yeah, I like in high school. In high school, I bought my girlfriend like a iPod Touch because hers was broken. Yeah. Like just, I was like, here you go. She was like, I, I'm going on a vacation. And I'm not gonna have my iPod. And she's like. Yeah, and you know, and I like, and I have a lot of things. I've collected a lot of things over the years, which is why, I, like, if somebody says, "Oh, I like something that, like that," and it's like, "Oh, well, there's not a lot around," here you go, you have it, boom, it's yours. Because I would rather, I like to see, because for me, it's just something in my collection. I appreciate it, obviously, but to them, it's like this is something, a mystical object, and like, please, please appreciate it, because you're gonna appreciate it more than I will. And for me, it's never really, I don't really care about getting gifts. But if you do get me a gift, if it's something handmade that's tailored to me by the person, it'll that's, be my, that's it'll, next level. Yeah. Like if someone like that's oh. that's not like I went out and spent money on you. I spent fucking time. Putting, spent time. I like my, okay. There's my love language. Yeah. Uh, if you, if if you're my girlfriend, I'm going to do a lot of drawings and probably cheesy poetry and shit. Mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna make a lot of love notes and stuff. So. But um. My my particular specific. Speci I was gonna say particular. My Pacific but I, I went rim. with both. Um, Pacific. I went spatic. Sputnik. My my. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fucking Sputnik. Rest in peace. <laughs> okay, my particular love language is like. There's four of them, right? I mean, there can be. There's more. To, I mean, the, sure same, the same way. There's like yeah. base senses, but there's yeah. more. You know, um, physical affection is nice. Like being held is something I really like. It's not something I like a baby. Yeah. If someone, if someone, absolutely. If someone gave me a fucking hug, I'd probably like just burst into tears. It's like that. It really is like that. And that, and I think there are a lot of other men who feel this way and don't want to admit it. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard to. You know, it's really hard to grasp what physical affection does for a person, and it's always, 
And of course, it doesn't always have to be in a romantic manner. But if it is in I mean, a romantic just, manner, I mean, you know, but I, like that helps. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's good. It really for, helps. It's really good for your health to be that. There's close not. To there's somebody. not really anyone outside of a romantic partner that's gonna be like really caressing with you. And there's you know, something like that happens with physical you affection. On the back or something. There's something that happens with physical affection. Um, we don't really know what it is yet. But like, if you hug f- someone longer than a minute, there's like something that clicks between you two. And I think before a po- this is this is this is this is just a suggestion. From now on, before we start a podcast, no. we each, no. all three, <laughs> hug each other Wait. for a minute and a half individually, one at a time. No, nope, all or together, all, one, all okay. together. Make I sure, like make it. sure, make sure our chests are touching, like you know, yeah. and just get really close and hold each other for a minute and a half, and maybe the day will go better. Maybe, just maybe. I'm that, done. I'm just putting it. that out there. I'm done. Try it. It's we'll do it. We'll do it with Jackson. Uh, <laughs> oh, he'll be down. <laughs> I know he would. Um, uh, my specific one. You're done, right? I mean, kind of. There's, I mean, words of affirmation are, as he said, very nice. Like when, so, if somebody looks me in the eyes and just says, "You know, I love you," right? I'm like, yeah. Like I said, I'm a shame-filled individual that constantly thinks he's fucking up and isn't loved. So I need to. You don't need to buy me any gifts. You don't need to fuck me every night. You just need to. Seriously, you just need to. Come home from work, be like, you're doing good, babe. I love you. Yeah. And all right, I'll make sure for, do and, that. and don't forget that. That's all that's all that's all I fucking need. I'll make that's sure. all I fucking need. And my <laughs> what I like also is <laughs> You were supposed to cry. <laughs> you, my, my episode was we failed. This is your episode. This is, my, this is mine. Yeah. For me, what's really Sets downfall. To me, like every once in a while I'll get like really attached to something from my past again. Like they're always in my life, but I'll be like, okay, this is something I'm really interested in right now. Like I'm in a fuck it mentality at that point. Mm-hmm. If you can listen to me, like, because I will, if I get close to you, there will come a point where I explain the, like, 100,000-year history of Bionicle. And if you can just sit through that and understand. That's the one. My, yeah. Honestly, my the culture. same kind of conversations I would want to sit down and have with a romantic partner are probably the same kind of conversations that I have on the podcast. Yeah. So, like, I, you know. You understand. Call one me, the, like yeah, anyone out there, anyone, anyone out there going, man. 615. One of the most amazing things that anybody has ever done for me. I was having trouble sleeping one night, and the person I was in a relationship with at the time started reading stuff off, started reading stories out of uh, the Bionicle wiki so I could fall asleep. And I was like, right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. It was a special kind of connection. It was really nice. Because, I mean, that kind of stuff, like hearing those stories, I know all the stories. But hearing to hear them, them from, oh. Uh, yeah. It was nice. All right. That fills me with a warmth I can't even describe. Mine's kind of like that one. Um, but not 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 really. Um, but it's kind of like that one. Um, so when you, you said, what has your friends done for you? Uh, my, fir- uh, my first thought went to things, and I was like, oh. I haven't really gotten anything, uh, but may- maybe I have, and I've just forgotten. That just shows how good of a president fucking was. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> JK. Um, uh, but th- this one time, yeah, because, like, I've never gotten anything and been like, oh, I'm crying. You know what I'm saying? And Yeah, it's not like. But there is those conversations. Late at night, when you when you need someone to fucking talk to, and that person's there, and Azo and I um, had a conversation over the phone one time, where I was just like lost, lost. I was lost, man. Like I, it was it was in it was last year, where I had just made a breakthrough in my weight, and like, but then I still wasn't happy. And I'm like, why the fuck am I not happy if I'm feeling better? And like, and he just and you know I was down on myself. Like I got do nothing wrong. Like I can't do anything right. Like that type shit and. He just talked me through it, and he is, like, if he doesn't get a career in acting or YouTube, which he will, uh, but if he doesn't, a, a motivational speaker, 100%, because oh, yeah. that, that dude has a way with words, man, and he got me feeling some type of way, and he really brought me from bottom to fucking the next day waking up and being like, let's kick some ass. I don't know how you can do that. But if you can do that for me, man, you're the best friend I can ever ask for. See, I did that, and my friend told me that I was trying to tell him how to live his life. <laughs> See, that, there's a difference. Like, that's, it's, it's, that, that, I wish I could have had someone respond. Like, everybody needs a friend like I wish Dylan I could be that friend, you know? Like, yeah. Everybody yeah. needs a friend like Dylan, Azel, Nick, everybody who have in their oh, life yeah. now. 
I don't see them. Being I wish toxic. people. I wish people would just open up to me. Here's the thing. You three, and then the other three I have, all I need. That at the end of the day, that's yeah, my. It's like, deep I've got roster. my handful, and I'm happy. Like, I've got my magnificence. I don't need more friends. I just want to be even better friends with the ones that I have. So. Yeah. And unless they're toxic as fuck, and then I'm gonna get them the fuck out of my life. And I didn't really plan out the numbers that much. I just figured what would work would work for me. Yeah. All right. And it. Good. And for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's ready to wrap up. Well, I just want to say this. It was like um, it's funny because it's six and six, and then I'm the seventh. And I always thought that was really funny to me. Cool. You guys make me smile. Words of affirmation. And right, hopefully yeah. this podcast makes you smile today. Today and the you start off with tears of sadness, but we end this podcast on tears of joy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You came here in wish of to laughter. I hope you laughed a little bit. If not, you know you, you got some fucking wisdom. From it's not happening. This sadness isn't happening to you. Yeah. So laugh I mean, at our misfortune. It probably is. Happening it's okay. To you, We're, I'm giving you permission. All right, thanks for joining in. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a like and a comment. Tell us what your best part of this was if you want more Share of with us some of your friends' stories yeah. if you're interested. And your least favorite part. And if you're listening we're to still, this... We're still a small podcast, so yeah. we'll pretty much read any comment. Mm-hmm. Please. We, we want we want comments. That's what we want. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, read us five stars. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Peace.